And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. What is happening, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I am your ho- your host, of course, Raider Hart, and you're tuned. You've tuned into the Raiders Rams preview show. Quick turnaround this week, guys. Um, whirlwind type schedule for the Raiders. Lots to break down here. We'll talk about the injury report, which is very impactful, very consequential to this particular matchup. We're going to talk about Josh Jacobs. Can we keep it going? And one of the key matchups that I think are, you know, all injuries aside, it's going to be a a big, huge determining factor potentially in this game. But of course, before I do any of that, before we talk about any of that, rather, have to remind you guys that you can find us on social media. That's where you want to, you know, submit your questions, that kind of thing. You could also find us there during and after the games, um, sort of just mixing it up with all the Raider fans on Raider Twitter. So you can get us there at silver underscore hack. You could also get us on Facebook as well. And of course, guys, you know, you know, by now spread the word, let everybody that you know, who love the Raiders, uh, let them know where to find the show. They can find us on all the major podcast platforms. So that's real nice and simple for you. So spread the word, uh, make sure to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And as important as anything, guys, keep those notifications on, especially on a short week like this. Don't want to miss anything. And uh, well, another thing we don't want to miss out on at all is Raspy Raider here. Of course, the co-host here at the Silver and Black Hack podcast and Raspy, man, it just, wow. It, it you know, I knew it was going to be a whirlwind type, you know, short turnaround, all that kind of crazy stuff. But it really does seem like the Raiders just wrapped up this win against the Chargers just less than 24 hours ago. That's how it seems, man. I mean, how, is that just me or how, how do you feel? It, it seems like it's been even there's a short week and then there's this. Yeah, it's not just you, man. I feel the same way. It's like, man, we just we just played, didn't we? Like. And we didn't even play a late game on Sunday, which was crazy, but it sure feels it feels like we played a Monday night game as far as I'm concerned. So yes, it has been a rapid fire whirlwind of a couple of days here. And here we are again, man, getting ready to strap it up again and go get to work. So absolutely, man. It's it, it snuck up on us, even though we knew it was coming. Nowhere to run or hide from the NFL schedule makers this week, guys. The Raiders have to be ready to play a football game, um, man, it, it really does just seem like we blinked and, and here we are. But n- nevertheless, here we are uh, staring down this matchup. And, you know, we always like to start these preview shows, Raspy, with the injury report. And I don't know if we've had a matchup so far this season where the injury report has been more, you know, potentially impactful as it is in this game. And we will start with the Raiders. Obviously, Renfro and Darren Waller will not be activated yet. Um, more and more likely for the, the Patriots matchup the following game. Just couldn't get him ready to practice. And, and McDaniels kind of spoke on that in some of the press conferences on Monday. He didn't come right out and, and say anybody was ruled out necessarily, but you could just read between the lines. He was concerned that they didn't have enough practice time, even if they were physically right and rhythm, timing, short week. So I don't think that's much of a surprise, Raspy. But what is a little bit more of a surprise is Rakia Sin. I mean, not a surprise because we knew he got banged up against the Chargers. And whenever you get hurt in these short weeks, man, it just the rehab, you just barely have any time at all to get that that thing turned around. Looks like Rakia Sin has is, is been labeled officially out for this ball game. was not able to practice this week. Um, I believe he's got a knee injury. Um, Andrew Billings with the the leg I- issue, also not able to go. This will be his second straight start that he won't be able to go. Jayon Brown, 
who did play a week ago, or I would say a week ago, a few days ago now. Um, he did play against the Chargers, but he is out, and I think he has a back issue. Don't quote me on that. And then, of course, Tyler Hall, a reserve corner that could play a huge role in this game with, with Rocky Sin's injury. He No, actually, he has the back issues. Tyler Hall with the back issue. He's questionable. We'll see if he can go. And, of course, Jacob's still nursing that calf issue. You'd have to assume, unless something progressed in that, you know, in the, in the wrong way, if, it, if something got aggravated, that kind of thing against the Chargers, you'd have to assume. Otherwise, he's probably going to at least try to lace them up and play. But it's the Rams nation. It's the Rams that even as, as extensive as the Raiders list is, it's the Rams. Many of you guys out there listening know this by now. But most of the key guys for the Rams are going to be out in this ballgame. Aaron Donald, the star defensive tackle, no introduction needed there, out. Uh, Matt Stafford, out. Cup, out. What concerns you, like Raspy, with with the with the injury situation this extensive between the two teams, including some very very key names, especially for the Rams? How do you assess an injury report like this leading into a game on a short week? Where's your mind at with these with these injuries? In other words, what concerns you, or just where's your mind at overall? I'm gonna touch on us first, man. Having Rock not in there, it, it, that that is the one that I think hurts the most as of right now. I mean, Renfro and Waller been out. I mean, even over on the Rams side, Cup, Stafford, Donald, they've kind of been out for a minute. I know the Aaron Donald thing's a little more, you know, a little newer. But also another another guy out for them is A'shaun Robinson, their big D tackle. So yeah, right. another guy we don't have to deal with, you know. So, but no, the Rock thing, man, is as good as he was in coverage. I mean, we had our best, that was our best coverage game defensively and I don't even know how long man definitely this year and probably going back you know in the last year quite a way so that that sucks and then hearing that Hall's questionable because he's one of those guys you think you know this young guy is gonna have to step up all but I do I do have a little bit of faith in Sam Webb he's probably gonna be called upon early and often you know amongst some other younger guys what I saw last week is promising so I'm just gonna hope that we're gonna we're going to keep riding this streak that we're running on right now, which is maybe a good thing that we're playing. This might be a gift from the football guys that we're playing as fast as we are. You know, I know we're, we're missing some key guys, but to be able to, you know, to ride this streak, man, and just keep this thing rolling and uh, to not have, I mean, Stafford's one thing. Yeah, I get it. He's our starting quarterback, but Aaron Donald, man, we all know what kind of one man wrecking crew he is. So to have him out of there, that's huge. That is just gigantic to not have to deal with him. So, but yeah, the rock thing, that, that one's, that one's tough, man. That one sucks. I mean, Billings as well, but we saw what Tillery and them boys were bringing, you know, Matthew Butler and, you know, guys like that. So I feel a little bit better about that, but the rock thing definitely makes me nervous, man. Yeah. You know, Aaron Donald talk about catching a break there. I mean, not just a star player, but a first ballot, maybe the best defensive tackle that's ever played is going to be out. You mentioned Ashawn Robinson, which is not as big as Donald, but still a, a major factor. Um, for me, I think Stafford and Cup speak for that. Those injuries speak for themselves, more or less. Uh, you know, we talked about this on on Ask Raspy. Um, you know, and for those of you that might have missed that, you want to go back and, and catch that episode, but. You know, we had a question this week, Raspy, about Jacobs playing on the, the short week on that calf. Um, that concerns me a little bit on the short week. I think he's he's going to obviously try to go, but, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but doesn't that kind of bother – doesn't that worry you a little bit that, hey, the, the calf has been a major issue for at least the last couple of weeks, and then, you know, he just has ran out of his mind the last couple games on that calf – and then you're, you're, you know, right off the Chargers performance, he's got to turn around, what, two days rest, three days rest, if you can call it that. And then he's right back out there again. You know, that one still worries me a little bit, Raspy. You're right. I think I'm getting a little complacent. 
you know, we've, we've been hearing this from him, and I guess I have that in the back of my mind. It's like, well, he's been questionable the last two weeks, and look what he's provided us and came through with. But, you know, ultimately, man, we're he's kind of – even though he's playing on some superhuman stuff right now, I mean, he is a human. So that that is – I mean, I think I, got, I think I got a little complacent right there as far as not stressing how much that one could – I mean, that could change everything. I mean, it, dynamic shift as to how we approach the game if if Mr. Jacobs isn't out there ready to go. But again, I'm just going to ride that train, man, <laughs> and say I think he's going to make and I think he's going to show up. And uh, he's just at playing at such another level and that I just – I feel like he can't be stopped right now. But ultimately, man, we all can be. Injuries happen. A calf injury for a, you know, shifty, elusive – quick twitch running back like that too it seems crazy that he's been able to do what he has done you know with that thing hindering him for the last couple weeks so maybe got a little bit ahead of myself I'm just trusting and hoping and praying that he's gonna you know be able to make that trip and make it happen I believe he will make the trip I just am a little bit concerned I mean, that cap cannot be feeling good, man, off of that kind of mileage in just a couple days. I mean, his basically his rest has almost been cut in and treatment, not just the rest, the treatment, you know, whatever the treatment um, program that he's going through right now for that calf has obviously been basically cut in half for this week. I don't think that you're complacent or anything because I I believe he's going to play, too. I would have needed to have heard something where he really took a step back after the after the Charger game with that calf and clearly, you know, worsened the injury. I haven't heard anything like that. Really haven't heard a lot about the calf injury this week, honestly. Like we've we've heard that they're managing it and that kind of thing the last couple of weeks, but we'll see. Maybe it's not quite as bad this week. Um but yeah, we we go over this a little bit more and ask Raspy again, guys, if you want to make sure to catch that. If you didn't have a chance to do so already, I do agree with you too. Rocky Sin getting a little thin at corner. It's like we get we get Hobbs back, and now Rock is out. I just hope that that's there was some optimism that that's not going to be an IR type of thing. Hopefully, so hopefully maybe it's just a short week thing, and he'll be back for the for the Pats game this week. That is a concern. But for all these different reasons, Raspy the injury reasons for me you know being the numbers guy being more of the analytics side of football is what fascinates me the most right now as a lot of you guys know but for this one these injuries on both sides especially from the Rams side honestly really does kind of short circuit my ability to look at it from that point of view the way that I normally would the metrics really don't matter if Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald and Cup aren't playing (laughs) you know you know what I mean Raspy so it's it's not quite as meaningful, but th- isn't this a week where, because of that reason, it's not about the skill as much for the Raiders, it's about the will? The, the, McDaniels has done such a good job this season. Offensive red zone woe has been a problem. We've talked about it for years. He's really done a lot to, to get that training in the right direction this season. Uh, defense is starting to come around. You know, some of these things that have been a, a, a real issue for the Raiders is, in recent years, McDaniels is trying to solve them one by one. Maybe he can solve this this issue of playing down to lesser competition because that's the thing that scares me the most in this one because of the injuries. Couldn't agree more, man. I like the way you put that. It's not about the skill. It's about the will at this point. And, and I agree with that, you know, wholeheartedly. And what kind of backs that up for me and makes me feel pretty good is confidence, man. I mean, you just see – just interviews, pressers with certain players, you know, obviously Carr, Jacobs, you know, Chandler, Mac, everybody for that matter, man. Winning is that magic elixir, man. And it can start, it can start some serious trends, man. And we've started a small one, man. I mean, one, two, three times, here we go. It's time to go get that fourth. And I'm with you. I think it's just ride that wave of confidence, man. You, you see what we are capable of. The team is seeing it. It's starting to come to fruition. And that is trickling down pretty much to everybody on the field. You know, I mean, what was it, a month ago, Devontae was saying Sunday was his least favorite day of the week. 
he he hasn't been saying that for the last few. And I think everybody's excited to play on these Sundays. Now, I know this is a Thursday banger, but I think it still, you know, remains the same that game days have been uh, – there's been nice – closeouts to these game days, man, and, and great finishes and, and ends to these game days lately. So I think these guys are probably chomping at the bit to just get out there and try to keep this thing rolling. So I, I like that, man. It's your will to go out there and go win a game, man. I mean, and you got, like you said, you got such an opportunity with the guys that they're missing. I mean, everybody else aside, Aaron Donald, man, you know, period. He's not in there, man. What a headache to not have to deal with. You got to go find a way to win, man. Keep this thing going. Um, you do. And, you know, one of the keys to that for me, I don't know if the Raiders get overconfident in these matchups when, you know, because here we are, the Raiders are favored by six, I believe. You're right. starting to hear some of that talk. It's It hasn't quite ramped up to the point where, you know, everybody's on the Raiders bandwagon or when we really get worried, in other words. But you're starting to hear that chatter starting from the, you know, the back of the room there nationally too, that, okay, are they heating up? And then you see the the playoff picture on the Sunday night game. Look who's in the hunt. The Raiders are at the bottom of the screen where, you know, they weren't in recent weeks. So they can't be overconfident. And Raspy, one of the aspects of it, because – I think the fans for sure buy into this. And we've heard this every time that we play the Chargers, less the Rams, but whenever we play the Chargers on the road, it's all, you know, this talk about, well, it's our second home. We own we own that building too. It's our vacation home in Southern Cal, all that other stuff that we hear. We do run LA, the Raider Nation does, but, you know, I looked – and saw that 63% of the ticket sales, at least as of the recording, the time of the recording of this episode, Raspy, 63% Raider fans. So if that's true, that that's a wrap. They already have the majority in the stadium. It's just how much more that they could add on to that. The Raiders, here's the thing about that. You know, we haven't beaten the Chargers in that new stadium, I don't believe. I think, right. I think you're we, right. I think we've beat them at home. Because we were at home the last game of last year, correct? Right. Yeah, I don't. I think you're right, man. And wasn't it in Vegas the year before where they had that crazy finish? And uh, who was it? I can't remember who it was that made the play, but it was a fourth down with no time remaining, and Herbert was able to throw a touchdown pass, a walk-off on us. That was in Vegas, too. I believe that was our first year there. Yep. And I believe that that was – Their well, big actually, tight end, their big tight end was killing us too. But, yeah. Donald, no, I, yeah. I, yeah, who – I can't remember who did catch that to walk off, man. But, yeah, no, you're, I think you're absolutely right, man. I don't think we've won there yet. If we have, it's only once. And I don't think we've beaten the Rams there. I know that we played the Rams a couple of years ago with McVay. I remember the McVay versus Gruden thing again. McVay was a, you know, former assistant. But that was, that was in the – the O, wasn't it? Wasn't that the last year at the Big O? It might have been. I Like I said, I, I'm kind of like drawing a blank on that. But no, I don't know as far as this new stadium they have, if we won anything in that new fancy stadium they got like we do. You know, theirs ain't as cool as ours, but whatever. And we don't have to share ours either. I mean, you that's know, it's true, really, yeah. really, they're renting. That's really, yeah. you know, well, actually, no, the Chargers are renting, right? Yeah, that's right. The Chargers are way, renting. There's- yeah, there's two of them there, man. You guys got to share. We don't got to share any of the Death Star's ours, bro. Yeah, we haven't beaten the Rams. And because we, the reason why I say we haven't beaten the Chargers there, I know we're not playing the Chargers, but it's just the bottom line that we, we don't own that building, the new building, the soccer stadium. We beat, we, we beat the Chargers there. We, we used to handle that business there. I don't know how many games we've won at their new big, Playpen. I, I just don't know. So the crowd is great, but the Rams, I certainly don't think we've beaten there. And, I, and we just talked about the Chargers. So I don't know that we own this new building the way that we have other L.A. stadiums, football stadiums in the past. And we've gone down there. I hope that the Raiders aren't buying into that as much as the fans we in Raider Nation do. And Raspy, one of the intriguing questions for me, Baker Mayfield, you, you saw that the Rams claimed him? Right. Yes, sir. They're talking about he might he might play tomorrow, man. 
Doesn't that have to be a smoke screen, though, man? Is there it, it any way has to? I with mean, McVeigh's complex so, but... system in in a day, like you're going to pick up McVeigh's system in a day and be able to actually attack an NFL defense in the regular season. That, doesn't that seem like a little bit much? It definitely does, man. Because as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Are you kidding me? You'd be better off playing your." practice squad quarterback as far as I'm concerned, especially with the simple fact is that Mayfield couldn't pick up the Matt Rule offense. You think he's going to handle the McVay? He couldn't, he couldn't do the rules offense in all, you know, basically all season. So yeah, I, I, you know, that would be the biggest kick in the nuts is if this dude came in and beat us somehow, because like I said, I just, I'm with you. I think it's almost laughable, but if they want to run him out there, you know, cause he has the ability to run and do that. I mean, McVeigh could draw up some dumbed-down version of his stuff, too. McVeigh is that smart of a dude. He could put together a dumbed-down package for Mayfield to use his feet really well and run a lot. I mean, we saw what Kyler Murray did to us, so I'm not going to – I'm not going to act like it's absolutely blasphemous, but I but I see where you're coming from. It does seem crazy to think that he's going to pick that up in you know a few days and go handle business and be effective. It, it it just seems like that's asking a hell of a lot for a guy, you know, to to fly cross country, get that McVeigh playbook. I'm sure he emailed it to him right away, but that's got to be tough, man. That's got to yeah, be tough. A guy that's struggling nonetheless, too. I mean, he's he's struggling, man. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, they're only available as a starting quarterback to be picked up on waivers if something is, I mean, it really no went off the rails. From what I'm reading, no one else claimed, not even the Niners after losing Jimmy G. No one claimed him. The Rams were the only team to claim him off waivers. What a fall for Baker Mayfield, man. I mean, you went from having the, was it the insurance commercials? and Yeah, number one overall pick. Number one, number one overall pick, and he's bouncing around the league. Wow, yeah. it's Johnny Manziel part two. <laughs> they've really struggled to get it right in Cleveland. But, you know, we'll see if Baker Mayfield plays. I, I, I have a feeling that that may be something of a smokescreen for McVay, trying to play the whole make him prepare for more than one guy kind of thing. But maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he'll do the dumbed-down thing, like you said, and, and try to go out there. I don't – that doesn't scare me. Baker Mayfield talent-wise is probably better than their practice squad guy. But Baker Mayfield period is not scary. And Baker Mayfield on a dumbed-down elementary kindergarten version of, of this offense, unless they're able to gouge us with the run. In other words, Raspy, doesn't don't we just have to show up and play Raider football? Like, isn't that the key to, to not playing down to teams? Play your yeah. game no matter who you're playing, right? Exactly. You have to show up and play the ball you've been playing for the last few weeks and what puts you in the position to even be in the talk of, you know, having the, the gun in your hand, being in the hunt. You know what I mean? The only reason you're there is because of the way that you have played on both sides of the ball for the last three weeks. So just it's as simple and cut and dry as that. Defense has to continue to do what they've been doing. Offense has to do the same. And you should go beat a team. And you should, I mean, you should be there. But it does scare me, though, with all this nonsense going on. This team is riding a six-game losing streak right now. Streaks are meant to be broken, man. That's stuff. That, I mean, dare we call this a trap game when we're, you know, technically, you know, on, like, the outside looking in when it comes to in the hunt. But, I mean, yes, it is somewhat a trap game. I mean, it's a game you should win. So, you got to find a way to just go do what you've been doing for the last few weeks and punch this team in the mouth, kick them while they're down. You know, I mean, sorry, that's the way it's, sorry, Rams. We're just going to kick you while you're down, you know, sorry, not sorry kind of thing. You know, that's how you win in this league. You get an opportunity to face a team without their best players. You better go punch them in the mouth. Well, and let's just keep it real. I mean, that's exactly what they would do, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like they'd be letting up right. or, or easing up on us or anybody else. I mean, that that's competitive football. You know, so much of this raspy can be really cut off at the knees because you talk about trap games. Isn't just about every game for the Raiders where they're playing a lesser, a quote-unquote lesser team, a trap game like the Saints, you know, like the Cardinals – I mean, Jacksonville, we, we, Jacksonville we, we see this every year, it seems like. So 
you know, regardless of the Raiders' record, and yeah, we're in the, our record's not great, but we still control our playoff destiny. So if we win out, we have a, over a ninety percent chance of getting in. It's just that, yes, every game that they play a, a, an opponent, especially one with major injuries, they just seem to let up mentally. I'm going to be very curious to see what Josh McDaniels is able to do to push the right buttons in this situation because Gruden, Del Rio, you just go right down the list. Raider coaches in recent years have had a very difficult time doing that. But can't so much of this be avoided and, and just basically shut down right from the onset if this defensive line continues to play the way that they've you know played the last couple weeks what's the keys for the Raiders on defense in this one my man starts interior yet again I mean you saw last week what transpired with the pressure we were creating early right up the gut right in the face of Herbert and then you just saw the bookends run wild you saw Chandler Jones go off and show that he still is one of those dudes for me, that's the biggest key when it comes to our defense versus their offense is to to get at them early, you know, internally and let these bookends get to work. Let Patrick Graham get to the point where he can dial up those defenses where he's starting to spook, you know, guys, whether it's Mayfield or Warford or whoever the hell's back there. Man, when you got seven, eight guys at the line of scrimmage and you don't know who's coming and who's going, who's selling out, who's coming at you, that's the kind of stuff, man, that can make things really, really uncomfortable. And we just made a, you know, a, a really good quarterback look real uncomfortable. And we did it with Geno, too, the week before. Two playoff-bound teams that we went and made their quarterbacks, who have both been playing pretty damn good, look a little dicey. You got an opportunity to do it again. That's it. And if you can bring that push from the gut, I can promise you the other stuff is going to come. Man, it would it would just be so nice to see another a three-peat, if you want to call it that, from Chandler Jones. We know what Max Crosby is more than likely going to do. You know what he always does, perform at a high level. But, man, if we can get that third game from Chandler Jones – for me, Raspy, that would go a long way to to kind of convincing me, I guess is the right word, you know, that maybe this thing isn't just a fluke. Maybe it wasn't just a, you know, a couple games where he reverted back to his old good form. And, you know, maybe he isn't over the hill quite yet. Is is Would, would, a, would a third dominant performance, how would you feel about that? I feel tremendous about that. And let's be honest, man, we've been hard on him as far as his, his pressures, effective pressures, hits, sack numbers, all that kind of stuff. For the most part, man, he's been he's been holding his water as far as being decent in the run game and holding the edge and taking on doubles and taking on chips. So there are some things that he's done well, but it's just when you're paying a guy that kind of money, you want those you want those finishing stats, man, and that's just the way it is. So, but I also see, like we spoke about, you know, spoke upon last week was things are starting to to kind of seems to gel when he's starting to kind of find his niche, man. Now I, I get it, you know, it's late in the season, but hey, man, we're talking about the here and now, and I'm not going to beat up everything that's transpired, you know, two months ago. He does it again, man. I mean, that's that's some solidification that hey. This is how we have to attack teams and how we have to play defense in order to get the most out of your guys. And that's what you do. Like they say, you don't call plays, you call players, you know. So help this guy out, man. Do what helps him feast. Do what helps him get there. And in the meantime, we're doing damn well in the running game, you know, as far as like I remember Hart telling us all the the crazy stats, the 35 QB hits, the 11 sacks last two weeks, all these pressures. But the run game is standing strong, and that is another big key rolling into that is, man, the Rams are not a good running offense. I mean, they rank 30th in the league in rush yards per game and at 87.3. They rank 31st in yards per carry, like just a shade under 3.7. So, but also at the same time, last week they went out and – after the Seahawks got embarrassed by us and had all this stuff in the world to prove, yes, I know they won the game at the end against a depleted roster. They rushed for 171 yards against that Seattle Seahawks defense too. So they went off on them as well. So that is 
interior push will slow that down and then the edges can just go to work and feast. It's very critical, very critical that they don't allow that Rams running game to have a, a second straight week. And the Raiders have been very solid against the run. The Andrew Billings injury doesn't make you feel great about the run defense, but man, you know, got Tillery Tillery, still. <laughs> yeah, Tillery's really filled in very well. You know, Nichols has stepped up his place since since Tillery's shown up, to be quite honest. You you mentioned Matthew Butler. And if Neil Farrell Jr., Cleveland Farrell, they've had, they have got they have bodies that they can throw at this for a couple more weeks. Hopefully Billings isn't out for the long term. But for this matchup, I think they have enough to to hold it down unless they unless they sleepwalk through this thing again, Raspy. That's the only way that I think that the Rams will the run game will get off. Really, their offense, the Rams offense is what are they averaging like 16 points per game? You know, it, it's yeah. yeah, I think it's right. I think you're right on. And that's with Stafford for most of the season. Yep. Let me let, let me just hit the brakes on this right now. Um, just just to take a, a quick detour. Just I, this question just hit me. I'm surprised nobody asked this on Ask Raspy, but I well I I didn't think about it either. What has happened with the Rams this season, man? Because the injuries have been a more recent thing. They started off like this. They've they have a, they've been a very bad football team from the very beginning. They still have Coach McVay. They still essentially had the same roster that won the Super Bowl not even a calendar year ago, minus what Odell Beckham Jr who was a, a more of a secondary piece. And, you know, now the injuries, we get it. But in your opinion, what has happened to that team? The, the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing that I do believe in, but that's usually for the team that loses the Super Bowl, not the team that wins. How do you, what, what do you make of the Rams? What in the world is going on with them this year? Good question, man. I mean, you're right, though. The Super Bowl hangover, you know, or hex after, like you said, it normally affects the team that lost more than the team that won it. But, uh, and when you get that high, you know, the only place to go after that is down, right? <laughs> it's just like when you're when you're at the lowest, the only place to go is up. They couldn't have been at a higher point finishing that season. I still think Matthew Stafford is – a serviceable quarterback at best. And Cooper Cup went down early. So if I had to pinpoint one thing, I mean, couples down in the first couple weeks, few weeks of the season. And it seemed like after that, I mean, Stafford, they brought on uh, out with Allen Robinson doing nothing. Van Jefferson, got, Van Jefferson got hurt early. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, losing Cooper Cup, kind of the heartbeat of that offense and what everything kind of flows through even though he's not the quarterback. I mean, he he's that guy. So that's what I would say, pinpointing that. And then, you know, when you start losing guys and then you start losing games, you know, it's just like us, man. The wheels can start to fall off really quickly, man. And the negative, all the nonsense starts to to come up and seep up to the surface, man. And But, yeah, I, I really I, – I mean, other than the Cooper Cup going down early – I mean, this team has just imploded, man. I mean, they were three and three. Not like they were setting the world on fire, but they have lost six straight games. So, I mean, the wheels have like officially have officially fell off this damn thing. So, that's why we have to just go and just. This is a team you just they're down. You got to give them a kick on your way to the next game, man. Sorry, it's just the way it is. They would like like Hart said, you know. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be saying sorry if 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 we were in the same situation. They'd be looking to kick us in our teeth and move on. So that's what we, exactly what we have to do. And just like me saying earlier, I'm getting complacent a little bit. Complacency. Throw that out the window, man. Be ready. Be hungry. I think this team is. It, it feels a little bit different in this last you know month of football. And let's be honest. It's since Carr broke down and put it all out there, man. I mean that we were either going to go one of two ways and we chose the latter and I'm, I'm grateful for that. So keep punching, man, keep powering through and let's just keep this thing rolling. I mean, yeah, the team responded, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of talk about whether a car should be, have even have shown those kind of emotions to the press. And there's a lot of questions and debate about that, but the team has responded and, and, you know, the three straight wins, 
um, that really speaks for itself. You know, here's it. Let me present to you with a quick Raider dilemma. You know how the Raiders have played this season, the, the blown leads to inferior teams, especially. We don't count the Chiefs, but the rest of them, very much so. We count those. But then you look at this matchup and the, the, you know, the Rams, like you said, they're reeling the six straight L's. The health issues, they're banged up as can be. No quarterback. All the reason in the world to lose this game. So given, the, given those two factors, Raspy, would you rather see the Raiders jump up on these guys to a quick lead, a, a 14-0, 17-0, 17-3, something like that in the first half? Or do you want to keep the formula where the Raiders drop back 10, you know, 7, 10 points and cruise to eliminate any sort of getting complacent with, with the lead? Where do you go on that? If you could script that out, how would you script that for the Raiders? It's going to sound crazy as hell. I'd rather go down a little bit early and let the slow start happen again <laughs> and, and and come <laughs> roaring back. I mean, it's we've seen what it's what's happened when we went the other route with it. I mean, I, I also do feel like, in a sense, that this team has changed and has grown a lot since those but we're not that far removed from losing to Jacksonville. You know what I mean? A month. So I don't know, man. That's a tough question. I mean, I hate to say that, but I just would like it to be a tight game early. I don't want to go down by a bunch either and feel like we have to start trying to play outside of ourselves and doing do, doing things that we're not, you know, necessarily great at. Keep it tight, man, and blow the top off of this at the end. Man, that's a tough one. It's a tough it one is. because part of me thinks if the Raiders jump up on this banged up team with all these losses, that they may just say, you know what, this is looks like it's just going to be seven in a row. Let's just grind out this short week and, you know, we didn't have that much time to prepare. Let's just think about the next, you know, 10 days from now. Or their minds even may, may start drifting. Have, may, they may have already started drifting to the offseason season. Although you True. can get back into it in the NFC with the losing record even faster than the Raiders can. I mean, aren't Absolutely the Bucs leading their division? Yeah, the Bucs are leading are... their division with the losing record, right? They're they're even now. They're at 6-6, six and six and they're That's leading right. their division. So, I mean, basically, yes. So, you could get back on track. And the one thing I would hate to see is us to go up early and then them just start throwing the ball all around like with just reckless abandonment, especially not having Rock out there. You know what I mean? I would just hate to see something stupid like that and to blow another big-time lead against a team that we just – flat out had no business blowing a lead like that too. Like you said, it's one thing if the Chiefs come back from a 17 or 20 point deficit, that's totally different. These guys can score 20 in a matter of minutes. So like I said, I don't want us to go down early by any chance, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but I also would like to just, uh, I mean, man, I would love to, in a perfect world, put your foot on the freaking gas, man, and whoop their, whoop their ass from the word get and just dog walk the Rams out of here. We have not shown that we're able to do that. Now, maybe that that could that could be another feather in McDaniel's cap. Show us that, man. Seriously, show us that. Do exactly what I just said, man. Straight from the jump, just dog walk the Rams out of their own stadium, man, and go beat them by twenty. How about we try that hat on for a week? That would be amazing. We've been trending that way the last couple of weeks. We really could have, you know, if. Devontae I'm saying, like, stomp a team out and just walk off with one. You could. I mean, just a, just a few days ago, if Devontae gets both of his feet down in the back of the end zone and holds onto that ball, it was a tough play. But had right. he done that, we would have been up 34-13 to 13 midway through the fourth quarter against the Chargers. So we are trending that way. Not quite there yet. But we didn't, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Change that narrative, you know. Get rid of that right. trap game mentality and just go stomp a team out. A banged up team, a bad team, a team that has to be hurting for confidence right now. Although McVeigh never hurts for confidence, is the team can't be feeling confident about themselves. They can't be feeling confident about this matchup. Is it as simple as if the defense shows up like they have the last couple of weeks, there's really no path for victory for the for the Rams? 
I I think so. I mean, I think so. I mean, unless we were to just fall flat on our face offensively, I I would say so. I mean, don't overlook the fact that this Rams D is ranked fourth in rush defense. And even without Aaron Donald and A. Sean last week, they held that Seahawks running attack to I think right at 90, 91 yards. So, I mean, there's still guys playing on that team. It's just like us, man. Guys aren't rolling over and dying. You know, you're still going to have to go win the game. But I think if RD can show what they've shown the last couple weeks, I think we can walk away with one. It'll be hard. I mean, they can't score on anybody else. And the Raiders defense hasn't been good this year, but they really have been good the last two to three weeks. I'd say more two weeks, but even against Denver, you know, some other things went against them that added some extra points, yeah. some turnovers. So, you know, if they if they show up and play like they've been playing, if they play the coverage, a little scary with that Rocky Sin in there, but if they if they play the coverage like we've seen the last couple of weeks, along with the rush, the pressure from the entire front four, it's going to make it very difficult. One matchup, though, man, you know, and this ties into the Jacobs thing for me. The marquee matchup of the week, probably. Adams versus Ramsey. Yes, sir. You know, how big has Adams been for the Raiders? Like, we know the numbers. We, you know, it's, it's, it, we, and we've watched the game. So it's, it's, it's matching the eye test, all that sort of thing. But man, the Adams effect on, on the Las Vegas Raiders. No team so far this year has faced more cover six and cover two coverages on first and second down than the Raiders. They're afraid. And Josh Jacobs has absolutely reaped all the rewards for that. They're afraid to throw that extra guy down in that box, Raspy. So the thing about it is if if Ramsey's able to slow down Devontae at all and Jacobs isn't feeling his best off of the short week with that calf – that could that those two factors there there is a chance that that could add up to some nail biting moments with this with this situation. What's your viewpoint on the Devonte versus Jalen Ramsey that 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 heavyweight showdown? How do you see it, man? I see Devontae showing that he's still that man. I really do. I don't think it's going to be you know eight catches for a buck seventy seven, obviously, but Carr cannot go away from him. I don't care who the hell's covering him. That is your guy. That is your homie. That's the dude. That's what's happening. It, you cannot shy away because Jalen Ramsey is over there. Don't let all that nonsense and all that talking that he does outside of, I know he's a phenomenal player. So Carr, that's one thing Carr has seemed to do at times, like in the past is going up against a top flight corner. He tends to shy away from that guy and want to work the opposite end of the field. You cannot do that. You have to go at Ramsey, dude. You have to. And the thing is now is you're not asking a guy like Crabtree to go out to Ramsey. You're asking Devontae to go out to Ramsey. And I promise you he can put him on notice real, real quick and real early because Devontae is just that dude. He is just that dude. And I get it that Ramsey's that dude on the other side. But also – if that happens early and they're pushing other coverage to help Ramsey kind of just clog up Devontae, man, that's when you have to go and show that you can hit Moreau and, and you know, and hit Mac Collins and, you know, hit Jacobs or Abdul out of the backfield. I mean, you're going to have to mix it up a little bit. You're going against one of the best corners in the league, but don't shy away from it so much to where you don't attack Devontae. Because we saw how that worked and the what he had two games, man, where he was, you know, one game with like three three receptions, another game with like four or five. I mean, that cannot be the case. Don't be afraid of this too, because I promise you Devontae is. So as as big and prime time and as about as the lead in the lead of a matchup you're gonna find, you gotta trust in what you're doing. And Devontae has been helping with that. Like you said, Josh has been able to really reap the benefits off that too. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. I mean, there's not a whole lot to change, man. You see what's progressing each and every week for the last few. Just keep doing that, man. I don't care who's covering. I agree. You know, you're right about Carr at, at, at times in the past. That, that Now, that's also when he didn't have top flight weaponry on the outside, like you said. Yeah. 
but he has shied away from from top guys, and that has you. You mentioned those games earlier where Devontae wasn't getting the ball for whatever reason. That was before McDaniel's really found the groove to get him and Jacobs going at the same time, week after week. Those were losses, I believe. Those those are some real struggles, yep. and you know. Mac Collins did go off in one of those games, but it wasn't enough to get the W. And, you know, but those guys do have to be ready to contribute. I would like to see some Abdullah out of the backfield, you know. But the thing that does worry me just a little bit about that matchup or the, this overall matchup, the key to the Raiders is the Adams-Jacobs one-two punch. And it's so the, those numbers, cover two, cover six, nobody sees it more than we do early on. The Rams may say, "Look, we're just going to put we're just going to put Jalen on a one on one, and we don't we're not going to we're not going to send any other help that way." They have more answers than most other teams. You mentioned the run defense too. They have more answers than most other teams to try to slow that one two punch down. They do, they do. But I still think that that one two punch right now is on a whole another level. So you just cannot let any statistical factor let you stray from what has been getting you these dubs. You got to keep plugging away and keep doing what you're doing, man. Don't let the, we've done that too much in the past. Let the opposing team seem to threaten us before we even touch down on the field. None of that. You have to attack, man. That's what we've been doing and that's, what's going to get results. So just continue to attack. That's what I mean by play Raider football. Right. That's, that's, this is what we do. It doesn't matter who we're going against. We're not going to concede that matchup. This is why you're paying him that money. And Jalen's still an elite corner, but he has he has had some spotty games in recent seasons against the elite guys. He has. And he's had some spotty games this season against guys that weren't so elite. He has. So it's not like so. he's not untouchable. This isn't Jalen Ramsey, you know, last year you know, on a terror with this defense that just was giving up nothing to anyone. That's not what's happening right now. And it doesn't help, you know, again, not having the, the massive headache the that Aaron factor, Donald. Man. The X if, factor. If Aaron Donald was playing in this game, that might alone be enough for me to think that the Raiders probably wouldn't win this game because. I'm telling you, I'm with you. He would have been a wrecker in the run and pass game. Asking our interior to handle that guy, nobody can handle him. And then, you know, he would have been a headache against the run and pass, but with no Aaron Donald there, that really does put even more pressure on Jalen Ramsey to hold up this offensive line. If they can continue to do what they've done in recent weeks and give Carr that extra split second to put even more pressure on those guys, the the defensive backs for the Rams. In the the O-line I trust right now, man. I do too. I do too. The O-line, you know, getting better week after week, obviously coachable, a lot of young guys playing, you know, their best football right now down the stretch. It's all you can ask for. All that rotating and all that, man, I'm not going to question that again. Um, Rotating the offensive line. Me neither. What other key matchups do you have in this one, my man? I think we've touched on Damn near, you know, I think I've touched on all of them, man. I mean, you know, I had obviously had the Adams versus Ramsey. You know, Max and Chandler have to feast, I think. But a lot of that is predicated off that key that I focused on earlier with the, you know, interior push. Avoiding the trap game. Again, another key as usual, man. Play this, keep playing this key, foot, you know, this clean football that you've been playing, man. I mean, the penalties keeping them down and the O-line just dominating and allowing the, you know, two-time in a row back-to-back FedEx ground player of the week get to work yet again. You do that, man. You will feast. We will win. I, I agree with that. If you go out and play Raider football, you know, be prepared to win the, the, the mental battle, the battle of attrition, because that's what it's mostly going to be. And, you know, don't over, uh, respect your opponents. Don't overlook anybody. They're, they're still coached by McVay. So, you know, you know he's going to have a, a trick or two up his sleeve, most likely, or you can't discount it, you know, because, man, if they let Baker Mayfield or something like that go out there and, and 
find some kind of life. That's really going to take away a lot of the goodwill that Patrick Graham has built up over the last couple of weeks. I know he doesn't want to do that because he finally does have some, you can finally start to see the vision. You can see where he wants to go. What's your prediction, man? Don't think for a second, don't think for a second too, man, they might throw Warford out there to, to, to be their starting quarterback, but to bring Mayfield in and allow him to run some, some RPOs and stuff like that. You know I mean? The kid still has a lot of talent and he's gifted with his feet and he does have an arm, you know? So, just be ready for everything. Like you said, man, don't get complacent. Don't get too high on what you've been doing, man. Play that sound football and go get to work. And I feel like if we do that, my prediction, you know, for the Raiders, it's kind of walking away with one, 27-16. That 27 number, man, I feel like I hit it last week. I'm going to call it again. I think we could score more, but I also think that this will be – this will be more of a battle than we maybe expected, but I feel like we can run away with one late as long as we just continue to do what we're doing, man. 27-16, Raiders win. We keep the drive alive. It's crazy. I have a very similar score. I've got the Las Vegas Raiders handling business in this one, winning 28-17. to So we're yeah. just about a point off either way. <laughs> But uh, I agree. I think this is going to be one where it's, you know, it's going to, it should be pretty well in hand the whole way. Just don't let this offense, the, the Rams offense, have any life. You know, hopefully we're past the days where the Raiders defense is the get right defense in the league. If you're struggling, just hopefully you've got the Raiders somewhere on your schedule so you can get yourself out of the slump. I, it looks like those days may be over, but I need to see the third week in a row of solid defense to, to really start to have me to feel good about that. But, all in all, Rams are banged up. Raiders are on a on a streak right now. The healthier team, the more talented team with the injuries. Comfortable in Southern California. I like the Raiders 28-17. We're right there, man. <laughs> right there. Yep, guys, it's uh Thursday night games, man. Thursday night ball. Hopefully the Raiders show out it was kind of a disappointment to see the Raiders get flexed out of a Sunday night game against the Patriots following that but you know they got to take advantage and show who they really are on the national stage tomorrow night so hopefully they do that but regardless guys we'll be here if you if you missed ask Raspy make sure to to go back and, and look and check your your notifications for that had some really good questions. We talked about the Josh Jacobs issue uh, more in that in that segment. So if you want to catch that, but otherwise, guys, we'll be here. Win, lose, or draw. We'll be right back with you to break down the Raiders versus Rams. We'll get you that post game show, and then we'll, you know, it'll be ten days off or so. The mini bye week for the Raiders after that. But for my co-host, Mr. Raspy Raider, this is Raider Hart leaving you guys for now getting ready for some midweek Thursday night Raider football. Winnable game. Got to just win, baby. <laughs>